This is an ABC podcast. I would help my mom through the chores, run some errands, cleaning for them, make sure their uniforms are clean and everything is sorted out in the house, help mom and dad with the food. You'll be the last one to sleep and the first one to wake up in your family. You, you know, in our culture, big sisters are often seen as moms, right? We take our mother's place. So it's a feeling of security, probably emotional security. It's just about not taking leave of absence, you know. When they take you for something, you're always there. Even uh, when they want FaceTime or comfort in any way, um, they're always there. Some of us may see it as a burden, but for me as an individual, I think I'm blessed to be given that responsibility. Are you the eldest in your family? If you are, maybe you wore many hats growing up, from babysitter to teacher, cook and cleaner to taxi driver, even supporting your parents financially. This level of responsibility is not uncommon in Pacific Island families. So is it an honor or a burden? I'm Hilda Wayne. Sisters, let's talk about being the eldest sister. When you are the eldest, it goes without saying you take on extra responsibilities. Big sisters are strong, capable, and reliable. In some Pacific cultures, it goes beyond this, because elder sisters play a significant and special role in the family. You often become a mom to your younger siblings, and you can even shoulder financial duties. So how do you feel if you have done this work in your life? Has it robbed you of your adolescence, or are you proud to take on your role of eldest daughter? Mary Opoliu left Samoa for Australia, all the way to the Red Center, Alice Springs. She found a job in hospitality that has helped her provide for her family and one-year-old daughter. She's the eldest at 26 years of age, and has a 25-year-old sister and a 16-year-old brother. Her sense of responsibility to her family started at an early age. For Samoa, the eldest uh, daughter or the eldest sibling in the family is like um, the main the main source in the family. That's your dad's right hand. So for me, I am my father's right hand in everything. And also a big sister is like a second mother to your siblings. So everything, if mom is not around, you'll be the substitute for her. So everything has to go through you. And your if your parents not there, you has to you had to be the head of the family. That's amazing, and that's something that I'm learning, because in PNG and where I come from, it's usually the eldest son who's like the dad's right hand, or um, you know, the one that. People yes. look, we look up to. So that's really interesting. Uh, you made some huge uh, personal sacrifices to do this, living behind your baby and the young daughter. What impact does that add on you? Oh, well, the only thing is that I miss them a lot. 
But right now, technology is quite fast, so we see each other most of the time. But um, right now, through the busy season for work, so I hardly have any time to talk to them. So for me, I usually woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning here in Alice Spring. That's like 10 o'clock back home. So every time I wake up, I usually call them. That's like only two to three minutes I talk to them, get ready for work. And when I finish work around 6 o'clock from housekeeping, I have to get ready for work as well for the restaurant. So it's 15 minutes for me to get ready. So I only talk to them while I'm walking to work at the same time. Uh, that's the only impact for me. It's it's the amount of time that I have for them. So right now I hardly have any time to spend with them, but they are still doing okay, though. Hmm. And when was the last time you actually went and saw them? The last time I saw them was the last was the time I flew to to Australia. How long ago was that? Um, eight months now. Wow. So your baby must have must be big already. Already, she just turned one um, this month on the sixth. So yeah, she's running around already <laughs> and speaking <laughs> a lot of words. That's lovely. Uh, and so how does it make you feel to know you can provide for your family through your work in Australia? It makes me feel so proud of myself. Even if they ask me a lot of things, they need a lot of things, I don't mind it. As long as I make them happy, it's okay. <laughs> Even if I spend a lot, I, I send a lot home, it feels good when you when you do, when you you provide for your family. You're amazing. Let's just go back to when you were growing up. What tasks or responsibilities did you take on as the eldest to your siblings? For me, when I grew up, I had to, if we go to school, I have to be the one to look after them. So my brother is quite young. So when he went, when he first went to school, I was already in um, university. I went to university and I worked at the same time to help my dad because He's the only source of income in our family, and I had to lend a hand, so I had to work and go to school at the same time. And um, most of the time, I would help my mom through, you know, the chores, uh, run some errands, like doing some cleaning for them, make sure their uniforms are clean and everything is sorted out in the house, help mom and dad with the food, everything. You can't even, you'll be the last one to sleep and the first one to wake up in your family. Has being the eldest daughter ever felt like a huge responsibility for you? Yes, it's been quite a big responsibility for me. If anything goes wrong, you'll be you'll be responsible for it. everything. You have to be responsible for. Mom and dad will be like, you need to look after your siblings. If anything goes wrong, you have to take responsible for it. So yeah, it's quite a lot. And do you ever feel you missed out on anything because of your responsibility being the eldest daughter? Well, for me, no. I've taken my responsibilities and also I've lived my life the same time. So, yeah, when I went to school and also I enjoyed being out, so I always have some time for myself. And my dad and mom are quite open-minded people. So, yeah, they always give me some time for myself which I'm so glad about. Mm. And uh, what did being the eldest in your family mean to you? Oh, well, 
think the eldest in my family is being the most responsible one, being the eye-opener, being a role model for your young siblings, and being a mother to your siblings and their children <laughs> as well, and even my kids, and also looking after mom and dad. That's a lot. You're amazing, amazing, Mary. I'm sure your family is so proud of you. Are they? Do they tell you they're proud of you? <laughs> my my dad doesn't manage, mention it, but my sister always tells me he brags about it. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Mary Opoliu from Samoa is a wonderful young woman, and I'm so glad her father recognizes her sacrifices, even if it is only in private. This is Sisters Let's Talk with Hilda Wayne. Hilda Mondo grew up thousands of kilometers away from Mary Opoliu in Papua New Guinea. But like Mary, she formed a special relationship with her seven younger siblings, which continues to this day. And as the eldest sister, she had to step up. You're expected to be presentable at all times. I was expected to be well-groomed because I was always told that, you know, as the eldest daughter in our family, you represent your mother, your aunts, your grandmother, in all aspects. So you need to step up as, as, as I grew older. Uh, the responsibility grew as well. Are the little ones uh, usually a handful sometimes when you're growing up? Oh, yes. I actually had to kind of babysit four <laughs> or five siblings. Whoa. Um, pretty much took up the role of my mom when she was not around, but she was a working parent. And at times she was required to go on duty travels outside of the country. So... I had to step in. Apart from being a student at school, I also had the responsibilities of making sure my younger siblings were okay before I went to school or rushing home as soon as the bell goes to make sure that dinner is prepared and everyone is well looked after and all that, that no one is missing mom while she's away. Oh, I totally get what you're saying. I think we, I'm also a big sister. We pretty much grew up really quickly just to fill in those gaps when, you know, mom and dad were not around. And would you say you were a positive influence in your siblings' lives? Maybe they were the one. they, they, they will be the ones who would tell me that. But there was one time in my life that I um, felt I had an influence over my siblings where I, I had to go on to high school and national high and, and I set the trend and I told my younger siblings that none of us is going to drop out along the way in school, huh? especially in our lower primary and high school. I, I thought I, that was the trend that I set, but the situations and circumstances happen along the way and some of them didn't make it through because of financial constraints and so many other issues. But that was one thing that I thought I made an impact for my siblings. Also, you know, they know me that I am one who always requires everything to be neat and tidy as they were growing up. Even my brothers were required to do the dishes or help in the kitchen where possible. And then we all helped together. You know, I do see when I go home that some of my brothers do do still do that. Like they That's amazing. Well done. Step up to help where their wives need help. 
That's beautiful. Well done. And um, you are now living in Fiji with your family. Do you still maintain your connection with your siblings? I do maintain connection with my siblings. I have to because that's the only way I, I also find out how my parents are doing. And also, I think all elder sisters have that inherent feeling of like, you feel like you're a mother to your younger siblings. And you just want to make sure that everyone is okay and no one is left behind and all that. Mm. Sometimes it may be seen as we're trying to be, I guess, overprotective or sometimes it may be seen as we're trying to intrude in their private lives. But I feel that as elder sisters, it's normal for us to do that all the time. (laughs) And um, do you value your role as a big sister? I do. I now have my own um, daughter who is, a, who is a big sister. I try to make her aware that she has a role as a big sister to play. You, you know, in our culture, big sisters are often seen as moms, right? Mm-hmm. We take our mother's place. So it's a feeling of security, probably emotional security, or in the Pacific, mostly in the Melanesian culture. We now depend on our big sisters when our parents can no longer afford some things in our life. We, if we have younger siblings at school, we look up to our big sisters to help us financially, to support our education and all that. So I try as much as possible to make my eldest daughter see the reality of life. Life can be really harsh and crude in some ways. And there are instances where, you know, if anything happens to any one of us parents, big sisters are required to step in and take over the role. Wow. I am sure it gives Hilda's parents great comfort knowing if anything happens to them, the children will be looked after. I am inspired by Hilda's dedication to her siblings' upbringing. Even if you are the middle child, but the elder sister, the responsibility remains. Malia Nyukapasio is from Tonga, and she has two older brothers and two younger sisters. So much of the strong sense of my identity lies on my role as a sister, okay? Um, uh, They look up to you as, um, as an older sibling. Um, being a double model, um, being the caregiver, being the advisor who always look up for younger siblings. Um, they always look up to you for personal stylist. Um, they open as apps and the wardrobe consultant, you know, so many <laughs> that they look up to her because they're an older sister. <laughs> That's lovely. And, um, Look, it's it's the same with uh, myself from Papua New Guinea as well. Uh, I guess we are expected to be a positive influence. Exactly. Um, um, you know how you're born as an eldest, there, there's so much expectations. Eh? Um, this year was the first hand to see them developing, eh? both physically, emotionally, even mentally, with their academic um, performances and all. So, yeah. That's how the little one sees you. Um, and I, I, I think as elder, an older sister, you have so much to give. <laughs> mm. And um, do you think these kind of expectations differ from culture to culture? 
from from a feminine perspective i i think it doesn't vary much um i think it all depends on how it works um for from culture to culture but i have worked along um you know diversity in workplaces i've seen all the siblings doing the same thing so i think oh um so sisters are like sisters everywhere <laughs> mm. and how do you feel about these expectations uh do you think it's a huge challenge as a elder sister for these expectations to be placed on you it's just about not taking leave of absence you know when they text you for something you are always there even uh, when they want FaceTime or comfort in any way um they are always there and not just to lead by examples um which is so hard you know um to keep up with the expectations but indeed it it's not in favor of uh, of what you like and what you might prefer and it's more harder when you have a husband and kids also to take care because um that demand from the sisters is always there <laughs> and to maintain healthy relationships um um between you and your younger um sisters and you and your husband and your other obligations you know it's so it's so hard yes but it's always um I, uh, it's always motivating um, seeing how to, to lend them hands and at most times um, they return the favor. Good on you. What an amazing <laughs> elder sister you are. And uh, <laughs> what are some tasks that you did as the elder sister that other siblings didn't, need to, didn't have to do? Since after mom died in uh, 2014, um, they become my own children, you know, how to be um, to cared for. Um, and I just feel... Um, obliged you know to um despite mouse not being at home but i just i have responsibility to play for them uh we still um connect in some ways um to fulfill responsibilities to our dad and and so at home and thinking of it i have to care because i also have a younger my youngest sister was sickly yeah um and and i have to give her extra care that i have look out for her medicine that i have to encourage her because of her fear anxiety and sometimes stress just because of the physical and the sickness that she has and i just i like i've said before your absence is never an answer because you will have always a call to come back for as an older sibling to care for them. And uh, Valia, when you look back, how do you think having these responsibilities shape you as an individual? As a mother now, I see being an older sister have molded me yeah, in many ways. Not just being a role model and just to um, fulfill responsibilities and to watch out for each other. But it molds me to blend yeah, to make a plan, even for family events and other commitments. And it, it also molds me to work with other people to fit into a teamwork, uh, into a team um, that we, uh, someone that I'll always look up for, that trust is there, honesty is there, that we're going to support each other. Living as an older sibling and responsibilities at home that you have to play from various um, walk of life, I, I, I always smile because I have a there's solace anywhere more comforting than the arms of my younger sisters. Eh? So in that way, I have always feel secure and safe. And I'm, I'm a family person because I think they have molded me as an older sibling um, to become a better mom and to teach my two younger daughters. Yeah. Very proud elder sister, Malia Nikapa CEO from Tonga.
You're listening to Sisters Let's Talk on ABC Radio Australia. It sounds as though this special role of being an elder sister is almost universal, doesn't it? Has it always been this way in Pacific families? One woman who knows this is Dr. Mema Motusanga, who studies gender and equality and is currently chief executive in Samoa's Ministry of Women, Community and Social Development. Dr. Motusanga also happens to be the elder sister in her family and recalls being responsible for both her immediate and extended family. In, in the Samoa and the Samoan language, the concept is uh, meaning that as the eldest sister, whether I'm the eldest of, of, of the siblings of the children or I'm the second eldest or I'm the eldest sister, I'm, I'm responsible for looking after my extended ainga. Uh, on my mom's side and also my dad's side, and and so you're not you're looking at not just one family, but you know your traditional family links. I'm the eldest of eight children, six girls and two brothers, and so my responsibility is not only looking at ensuring that we sustain our our traditional links to my father's side, but also my mom's side. And in that, there's a whole lot of responsibility, you know, ensuring that we produce the traditional wealth that, you know, when our families come to us for financial needs and all of that, we respond to to those requests. And it's the same thing as internally looking at our own nuclear circle. Yeah, it's it's a lot of responsibility, not just um, looking at it from a cultural perspective, but we also have responsibilities, um, the commitments that our parents uh, have with the church. At the same time, ensuring that, you know, the values and our principles that our that we were taught by by our parents, um, it's my responsibility that I, you know, to ensure that um, all of us as siblings, um, you know, live up to these expectations at the same time, uh, carry out our, our responsibilities according to the values and principles that have been laid out by, by my parents. Being honest in whatever responsibility that you're called to do. Wow. The elder sisters in someone families are remarkable in many ways. Dr. Motusanga, do you think this can be a burden? I think it really depends on uh, on how you look at it. It might be a burden, but when you are in the circumstances that you have no choice but to be brave and carry these responsibilities, then you are left with with that option of sacrificing your needs to for for the sake of your siblings and and for the sake of your family ensuring that you know your family is is together and and united but if you're asking me if this was a burden for me personally i would say that it's not a burden i i didn't see it from as being a burden but you know as a blessing for me now, I guess I was put in a in in a situation where, you know, being the eldest child, and and being the eldest sister, I was obligated to help my mom out and and also my dad, because you know different families um, situation, 
are, are different. Did this role shape the person you have become? Oh, it, it did tremendously. First thing, my dad was made to stay home uh, at, at an early age to look after her mom. I mean, his mom, who had just come away from serving in a church. We were born into a family that didn't have much wealth. If you look at it from the Western, um, the, from the modern world, uh, not not having anything. But I think to my dad, it was his opportunity to to look after my grandmother. And so when I was born, I think I was raised from from that perspective of growing up in in a situation where we had nothing uh, at the time and all that my dad had instilled in us was that your love and you put your family first and that you put your grandmother first and then later on you then look after you um, at a later stage. What are some of the core values that your parents instilled in you as the elder sister? So growing up as being the eldest and having seen and witnessed the struggle that my my mom and dad had to go through, in particular my mom, um, that really drive me to do best in, in, in whatever I do. You know, when we go to the plantation, I had to make sure that, you know, I, I helped out, I helped my mom. There were times that, you know, people make fun of us, when me and my, my younger sisters, when we go to the plantation. And then I make sure that I carry all the load and, and the heavy burden, you know, and carry all the, the heavy stuffs were while my younger sisters, because they were in my head, they were young at the same time, they, they weren't strong enough to carry what we were expected to do. Yeah, I, I guess it was through that that I learned to be and really motivated me to, you know, just to be the best and, and to push and to really work hard. And where I am at the moment, I I believe that, you know, it, it was through those hardships. It was through, you know, the humble beginnings and, and through my parents, um, in particular, my mom's hard work uh, in raising us as, you know, strong women. It is so touching to hear how proud Dr. Mema Motusanga feels about being the eldest sister in her immediate family of eight children, as well as a sister to her nieces, nephews and cousins. In Pacific Island families, elder sisters work hard. They are the last in the family to go to bed and the first to wake up. They take on a fair share of housework and they step up when their parents step away. They are the thread that keeps families together and their siblings supported. Hilda, Mary, Malia and Mema made huge sacrifices during their teenage years to put their siblings first. But they say they wouldn't have it any other way. I hope all you younger siblings now have a better appreciation of your elder sisters and the sacrifices they have made. And a big thank you to all you big sisters. I see you. Thank you so much for joining me. Hilda Wayne for Sisters Let's Talk on ABC Radio Australia, a weekly show by Pacific Islands Women for Pacific Islands Women, where we get together to talk about the issues that are important to us.
If you've missed an episode of the show, catch up on our podcast. In the Pacific, just search for Sisters Let's Talk wherever you get your podcasts. If you're in Australia, you can listen to Sisters Let's Talk on the ABC Listen app. If you've got a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message anytime at the ABC Radio Australia Facebook page or email sisters at abc.net.au. That is S-I-S-T-A-S at abc.net.au. Next time on Sisters Let's Talk, women and press freedom in the Pacific. All these people need to understand how a newsroom functions and uh, people in leadership roles who are heading media organizations, they need to understand the boundaries that protects the journalists from doing what they have to do, you know, because there's no understanding that, that that's how I feel now. There's no understanding, there's no awareness, not a lot of people know freedom of media freedom of expression that needs a lot of awareness needs to happen around this subject so people understand that we need to do a job without uh, intimidation suppression and politicians need to know their their boundaries when they're raising you know issues that's concerning them people need to know that's next time on sisters let's talk Sisters Let's Talk is presented by me, Hilda Wayne. It's produced by Melissa Macon. Our supervising producer is Inge Stumsner. Executive producer is Justine Kelly. And our commissioning editor is Ilaria Walker. Sisters Let's Talk is an ABC Radio Australia production. I'm Tasol Nabungimu next time.